are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Got it. And what are we on? We're on. Oh, Jesus. We're on 243 and we haven't posted 240 yet, have I? I'll get on that. Fuck. Do I have I edited that one already? I, so. I know I haven't done the one with Piper and the one with JD. I was going to do it last night, but I got home and they gave me a bunch of these edibles because I had to do a, a shot where I was like crouching down and had to like stand up with the crate of fruit. And I'm so fucking bogged down by life that I was like, my knees and thighs are killing me. And they're like, oh, well, after the shoot, we'll give you some of that stuff. And I, so I was like, cool, I'm just going to go edit. And then I fell asleep. Nice. How much stuff they give you, dude? Yeah. They gave me like <laughs> five packs of these, boys. Are they tens? Yes, they're tens. But he gave me five packs, so I have all the different flavors. I got apple, cinnamon, kiwi, pineapple, uh, lemon or some shit. I don't know. Is it any good? It's great. They're like, they're kind of like dried. The best way I can describe them is fruit roll-ups, right? Fruit roll-ups versus the fruit leather. You know, fruit yeah. leather, yeah. where it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be good for you. That's what these are the fruit leather rather than a fruit roll up. They're okay. less uh, homogenized than the one, you know, the Wana gummies or whatever. I like those too, but they're more mass produced. I don't fucking know. The guy was telling me all about it. And I was like, look, dude, I'm kind of like naked here. So I can't really fucking pay attention to all this shit. Yeah. I'm trying to keep my dick soft so no one goes blind. Oh, well, yeah. I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. You can incite I definitely had to take take care of that before (laughs) I went over there because I didn't want any fucking misunderstandings. Yeah, so you threatened your own penis. You were like, you see these hands? I'll come at you with these hands, boy. You did a... No, Mitch! And you were like, you heard me. You did a something like... You gotta take the venom out of the cobra. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta take the venom out of the cobra. I know what you did. I just like to picture you yelling at your dick. Don't you do it, dick. I'll kill you. Part of it. Yeah, it's like the opposite of that tenacious D in the pick of destiny where he's trying to push the button, the laser button with his dick. I was just like, no, yeah. do not. So anyway. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's great. That's good. Oh, my goodness. No, but my face is very cold. All right. So what are we on? Let's see. All right. Yeah, Mitch, I'll I'll post 240 for like tomorrow. Okay. And then if you can get on one and two this week, that would be cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to do it, but I've just been very lazy and I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. You're all good. All right. Uh let's see. Well, what's going on? I I'm watching, I'm getting caught up on Book of Boba Fett. Nice. I think I like it. I I think it's pretty good. How bold of you. Yeah. (laughs) You said it like we were going to be like, fuck you then, man. No. (laughs) It's because because that's generally what some Star Wars fans are saying. You like this bullshit? Yeah, you said it like we were coming for your ass. No, no. I I feel like I had heard mixed reviews about the first couple episodes. And people were like, yeah, it's not that good, but it gets better or whatever. I don't know. I feel like I've been liking it. I think it's really great. It's just not the same thing as Mandalorian. No, not at all. And I think that upsets people the same way that, like, 
dumbass people who only like Marvel through the movies got mad about diversity. Like, no, you didn't get the point of the whole thing. That's that's a very fair statement. I do feel like it's a Star Wars story, which means it could it could be anything it, it wants to be within the realm of the Star Wars universe that we know. Yeah. And yeah. I think that the I like the story on this one so far. Where are you at? I'm, um, let's see. He just hired that gang of, uh, technology kids. I don't know. Steven Root's character came to him and said, Hey, these people owe me money for water. And he goes to get them. And they're all like genetically, no, they're all enhanced with droid parts. Yeah. And he offers him a job. So I think it's like episode three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're a couple behind, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm behind on everything. Uh, yeah. So what about peacemaker? I'm behind on Peacemaker as well. Ooh. Ooh. You know what? I, I, I feel like I committed to watching it with Ez and That's we just good. haven't been. I retract my boo. Well, she liked the first episode a lot. I know. That's what I mean. If you're watching it with your wife and she enjoys watching it with you, then it's worth watching it whatever you guys can and not rushing. I'd rather get the spoilers if I was watching it that way, too. I respect your decision. But I'm okay with spoilers. I, I don't, I'm enjoying it regardless. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk about it for sure. Yeah. I, I'm My butthole's itching to talk about the twist at the end of this last episode. Right, well, oh, my let's, God. Let's, let's just do it. Let's I mean, hit the j- Technically, you're recording right now, and I like how you edit that stuff in or just don't edit it out. With the middle intro that we've been doing, coming in at episode 243 of the Broadcast Geeks, we're here again. Uh, I'm one of your geeks, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. And I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. So 243. 243. Yeah, Mitch Jones rides again. Yeah. yeah I'm a little more aerodynamic without my beard. A lot less fuckable, but a lot more aerodynamic. <laughs> Dude, I think you look really good. And I think Thanks. you're... I think you're being mean to yourself and not even really thinking about it that hard because a commercial director who was trying to sell things wanted you to look that way to look better to sell his thing. That's See, you look, you look really good, man. Thanks, man. I feel like young Jesse Gemstones when I because <laughs> I got a lot of. You can't see it because I got grays in my temples and my sideburns aren't as long, but I, that's what I feel like. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you, Mitch, as a long, as a long time beard person, you're a beardman. Uh, I am a beardman and I've shaved a few times in the last couple decades. I much prefer you with the beard, but Thank I, you. but I've also have done the shave and it, you know, we, you look good because you just look good in general. I speak from experience. Yeah, so right. with or without the beard, but I am a, definitely I prefer you with the. I like my your alternate, beard too. Thanks. This is my alternate costume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is for when I need to go undercover. As this like is a your reporter. variant cover. Yep, yep. I'm a variant. I'm not really Midnight Mitch Jones. I'm Midnight Thaddeus Jones. <laughs> Midnight Thaddeus Jones. I like it. I like it. All right. So you were talking about itching to talk about peacemaker. Peacemaker. A new piece do you really want to? Do you really want to taste it? So that show is good. <sighs> that Holy shit! Oh my god! Can I just say that James Gunn is the king of making characters that I don't give a fucking shit about into some of my favorites? Like he did it with Guardians. He did it with Peacemaker. But he should have made the fucking Eternals. Oh, that might have been an interesting take, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
I think I think it would have been a different uh, end result for sure. Yeah, it would have been a lot more fun, a lot less. Uh, not no pun intended, because they are kind of uh, they are robots, but a little bit a lot less uh, mechanical. You know, would have had yeah. some heart. But there also would have been a dance scene, and Angelina Jolie would have danced with that um, mean guy. Well, Andy would have done it so well that then everybody would have loved the characters, and then they would have used them in ways they're not intended for down the line because people liked them and they would have gotten money hungry. So I kind of like that they're just staying these weird turtles. Okay, I don't know. I just had that thought because I was just like James Gunn. He did it. He brings not only just like C list characters and and elevates them, but he brings them up. And then he also he's got like the best taste in fucking music of anybody that's ever existed. Oh, How so many good. fucking songs have you heard from either guardians or peacemakers that you're like oh i'm gonna shazam this for later yeah there's some fun tunes for sure and the musical moments are very exaggerated and almost uh music video like and i like that about it i like that there's just a musical number right in the middle of the show yeah yeah i mean you can't really go much beyond heaping praise on john cena like who would have fucking thought especially as a wrestling fan who was like kind of been like well john cena just buries everyone that he works with because he's the face of the company who would have thought that he i mean he's shown that he's got great comedic chops he was really funny in the suicide squad but i was kind of wary of him carrying his own series yeah i thought he was pretty good in the suicide squad too i thought he was probably the better part of the movie him and idris but i was also worried but i think he's even better at this yes you know when i saw a movie with him what was it blockers yeah. With the with the parents, I thought he was fun in that. Pock blockers, and they made him change it to a chicken symbol. Yeah, no, was it? Yeah, it was called oh. cock blockers. Yeah, they probably. Made it was funny. He held his own, and he's he's funny. Like he's really, and he's probably not even satirizing himself too much. But like when he walks around in in those jean shorts or with like a fanny pack or just something that you wouldn't expect big macho dudes to do, I think he yeah. pulls it off really well. Yeah. Yeah, he's a full-on dark. But I mean, he, he he was he was wrestling in probably some outfits he didn't. And you know what I mean? He's he's got those chops, and his timing's amazing. His line delivery is really good. Yeah, it, yeah. It, like he can do the turn from going from funny to like an emotional line and like one line and do that really good. Yeah, like when he's crying on the bed, and vigilante's like, "Are you crying?" He's like, "No, I'm doing fucking face muscles." Make my face look more muscular, not like your little bitch ass face or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. He he rocks. The guy who plays Mitchell Manny fucking rules. Mm. And we after we went off the air last week, you brought up something to me where you said that that isn't the original guy who played Vigilante. No, they filmed the first five of eight episodes, and then James Gunn changed his mind and brought that kid in. And you and I were talking about how they probably just use the same footage. Apparently, like they didn't. Yeah. Well, they went they back got, and reshot it all. Yeah, apparently the guys look different enough that it was just like, yeah, let's just do it. Holy shit, dude. So that think, means they probably think, had to redo the um like the intro and stuff i don't i think the intro is probably one of the last things they did hmm. i've only okay. watched the first two and a half episodes so i don't know much of what's going on we met the dad and he's obviously a piece of shit because they're all there that day so i imagine it's like one of the finale episodes they're filming where there's probably shit going on where they had everybody on set and it was a big musical number i doubt they were all coming in to rehearse that before they started shooting okay okay but yeah so that the, they didn't just dub that guy's lines over the other guy's body 
they just made it they went back with freddie stroma or whatever that guy's name is and reshot the whole fucking thing yeah there might be i mean maybe there's a couple of scenes where they had to use like transition scenes where it's still the old guy's body yeah i well matt matt has disapparated he got raptured he got, he got uh blipped that that god diarrhea yeah you know i didn't expect to like this show this much fucking vigilante with his uh after he gets tortured in that episode and he's just like hey i just want to say thank you for letting me be the best version of myself and that whole back and forth where they're just like feels like you're kind of mad it's like no not at all not at all And then when he goes into the prison. Oh, yeah, dude. He's unhinged, dude. He's like Frank Castle level fucking insane. Nuts. Yeah. F- fucking bananas, dude. That shit where he just goes in and immediately, immediately fucking challenges the old man and fucks all those white supremacists up. That was. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Beautiful, dude. So uh, let's back up. Does Vigilante have any powers or is he literally just a powerless Deadpool? I think he's just a powerless Deadpool. I've honestly never read any of the new Vigilante books that have come out in like the last three or four years. So Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't know if the character is much older than that. Yeah, uh, wasn't there a Vigilante character in Arrow? Yeah, but not like this. Like this is the costume and everything. Maybe the one in Arrow was the same character. I'm not sure. Vigilante is also just such a general term. But they've been doing a comic like this since, like, whatever it was, Rebirth. Right. I was just going to say, even if there was an existing Vigilante, that Vigilante is fucking dead to me now because this is my Vigilante. Yeah, dude. This kid rocks. I might have made it worse. (laughs) Or he's just like, where it's like, you know, we're we're superheroes. Sometimes we kill people that are bad, unless there's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking mobile. Oh yeah, the, the mobile, the Sebring. The Sebring. Dude, I'm pissed. I'm pissed that they ruined Peacemaker's mobile. Me too, because those are pretty cool cars that nobody gave a shit about. But if you put a good motor in them, they'll haul ass. What kind of car was it? They call it a Ford Comet, but it was a Mercury Comet or a Ford Maverick in the United States. That's one of the good clues that they're filming in Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they call it by the wrong name for a show about the United States, even though it's painted like an American flag, and that made me giggle. (laughs) Do you see that this will get... I mean, we talked a little bit about it privately, but I could definitely see this going for more than one season. Just how everything I've seen about it, and granted, I haven't read every comment, it looks like it's overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, and like that one scene at the end of episode one where they show you all the butterflies. Oh, Or or is that episode two? Isn't that after he explodes that lady with his sonic boom helmet? Yeah, I think it is episode one, yeah. Yeah, and and you see all those dots? Like, dude, they could do this forever. They set it up to be like infinite number of cases but god damn matt you came right back when we wanted to talk about the biggest spoiler in the show <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was just about to be like dude we should talk about the big spoiler the big reveal in episode four as well, we that's right when you were gone i'll tell you um, what, i'll go re-up on my drink and you all finish that up i'll be right back all right okay. get your sippy 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 on yes uh, all right dude fucking crazy homeboy mercenary is a fucking butterfly right i I didn't see that coming, but but as soon as they showed everyone chilling and he was just sitting there doing nothing, I was like, oh, fuck, something's up with him. Something's up. I like how it looks kind of low budget, too. It's very it's very James Gunn-esque, like in Slither, where the the whole family is like, and they fucking get their little butterfly 
dongle out to sip up the syrup. Yeah. Oof. But yeah, what the fuck does that mean, dude? If he's a butterfly, why is he helping him kill butterflies? Well, he's got to at least have the approval of Amanda Waller, right? Because like, does, does she know he's a butterfly? Is he a spy? Ooh, she might not. I want to believe. Mm. I want to believe. Oh, that's. Butterfly flew into his ear. Yeah, dude, and got his ass while they were on the mission. That one that flew out through the floor while he was out from the explosion. Oh fuck! I didn't even think about that. Like he yeah. was a human up until like very recently. Yeah, that could be it. It could be anything, man. I'm so excited for another episode. I really like cliffhangers like that where I don't. There's so many options for what it could be. Yeah. How about him? Sm- like, first of all, it's very funny and cool to see John Cena smoking weed because his wrestling character has all been like. Hustle, loyalty, respect. I'm not a military guy, but I kind of live that lifestyle. But to see him smoking weed and then blowing it into the jar with the alien butterfly after he was like, yeah, they fucking shot it. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He caught the butterfly, so it can't be that one. Yeah. He he caught that one. And I thought you said there was another one that flew up through the floor after the explosion. Well, that one when him and uh, 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 dipshit Vigilante was standing there watching it. The episode ends with it just like floating up, like it's gonna oh. go out of out of that vent. So then it's weird when he has it later, like he somehow caught it in that room. That tiny creature who can fly in as an alien. But I'll go with it. But also, like maybe the other guy got affected by one of the other four bodies they tapped three bodies they tapped upstairs where they didn't get one of those cleaned through either yeah well if if uh what we're led to be believe is that there's butterflies literally everywhere across the fucking world i know but i'm so fucking like i, I just want i want it to be thursday tomorrow i know the dove of peace <laughs> i can't kill without the dove of peace every time i draw it looks like a fucking ghost yeah and then when they when he comes to have the talk with them like i can't have you losing your shit and like it's because I didn't have the fucking dumb a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I don't think that you got to this part yet because you said you're two and a half episodes in. I think uh, this happens in the back half of episode three. No, maybe it even happens in episode four. On Peacemaker? Uh, yeah. But there, there's a kind of a funny thing that's like a, a, a ongoing uh, topic in the com- comic and comic book movie world where the neighbor of... of uh, his dad his dad's neighbor is like batman has a rogues gallery of people you don't so maybe you're not a superhero you're like a super villain and uh peacemakers been like it basically calls batman a pussy for not killing people (laughs) yeah and then says like how many fucking lives is he responsible for because he doesn't have the courage to end that clown wow really yeah yeah dude sorry if that's a spoiler that's fucking heavy. It's hilarious it's, in the moment. It's hilarious because John Cena's shouting at that old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see if he has a more important role or if they just included him in the intro because of that role. Yeah. Well, they included the janitor at the beginning. Which is in the intro. Oh, yeah. But he might end up playing a bigger role, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the first three were directed by... James Gunn, the one, the most recent one, number four, was directed by Jody Hill. Yeah, I saw that. Which, it was great, dude. I think, I don't know, I don't want to say that's my favorite one, but there's a lot of great things that happened in there. Hell yeah. I mean, I love them all pretty equal so far. I think the second one did the best character development. Is that the one where they Eiffel Towered the uh, the, that guy's wife? Him and Vigilante double-teamed a gal? Do they right at the end? Yeah, because he, that's the one where he's, uh, 
running on out of the building. I like what you to, posted in the uh, in the chat that line where he talks about uh, being in your pussy <laughs> back there when I was in your pussy. Yeah, made me feel the I don't know fucking hope. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just starts yeah. dancing to the song. And then what yeah, was man. she? She tried to kill him. She was yeah, a butterfly. She's one of the butterflies. Right. And then you find out in episode two why she tried to kill him, which is also fucking hilarious. Can you reiterate why she tried to kill him in episode two? Okay. They're all trying to figure out how the fuck the butterflies knew they were coming. Who's the mole? What the fuck's happening? How did this happen? And then it's revealed that uh, Peacemaker, after he fucked her in the scene we're watching him dance and stuff, had left the file they just gave him at the restaurant about killing butterflies. <laughs> On, on, on the mattress so she read it for a second and was like oh this guy's out killing butterflies i'm gonna kill him ah. yeah the, he, she read the dossier that he left there but it comes up where they're all talking about it then all once he goes oh guys and then they do the flashback yeah he's like what was i supposed to do this leave it in my fucking car for anyone to steal it yeah oh you bring it fucking home peacemaker <laughs> They've confirmed that bat light exists in the universe. That's it. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, development. Yeah, Wait, bat the who? light. Bat, bat light. Oh, really? Bat light is canon in the DCU now. Wow, that would be an interesting play. Who would? It would, it would probably be like Harvey Oswald. Oh, Paul Rubens. He does the voice of the cartoons the last couple. Yeah. Hmm. Would they do it with CG or would they? I don't know, man. That'd be really weird. If they didn't do a CG, they'd almost have to go with uh, who's the little guy from Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage. Peter no, Dinklage. they could just do a, a shrunk, Dink. shrunken video. Yeah, I don't think people would be happy about that anymore. Yeah. Danny DeVito think... would be fun. Danny DeVito. Yeah, he would. would. Holy I don't cow. think they're going to do... I don't think Peter Dinklage would be down for that because right now he's notoriously pissed off at Disney. Uh, Snow and White. rightfully so. Yeah, because they're still pushing the story of Snow White. He's and like, the oh, seven dwarves. Yeah. You're 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 all inclusive on everything else, but as soon as it's time for fucking remake Snow White, you're just like hi ho, hi ho. And not in that that many words. He basically oh, said me. you're fucking yep. Yeah, but it's like a translation in the German fairy tale aren't they like gnome i don't know if they were gnomes is that any different yeah yeah because we don't use gnome as a slur but i also don't think dwarf back when that story was around was the term they used for a well not only that gnomes i think are typically uh proportionally small dwarves aren't yeah but I think uh, they're kind of, I think back then it wasn't, it's, I don't think they, when this fairy tale was written, I don't think they were attacking things they had much meaner terms for at the time. However, I guess Tolkien dwarves, they're proportionally small. Yeah. But, but dwarfism, but as far as we use for people, typically, you know, it, it refers to people that are disproportionate. Yeah, but that, but dwarves and Tolkien are also not humans that have growth issues. They're a different race. That's what I'm saying. Back when this was written, I think they were viewed as more of a mythical thing Mm. than, than the term meaning a medical. I'm saying I think they threw around the M word back then and they weren't shying away from using it. So dwarf wasn't like a less hard hitting word they were using. Correct. I would agree. So they were using it to talk about something that was different. Hmm. I don't know. Well, regardless, he could play by Bat Might if he wanted to, but I don't think he's going to. I don't think he would, yeah. Um, yeah. But Danny DeVito would be perfect for it, I feel. Danny DeVito would fucking rule, just full on Frank. Yep. I fucking love Batman. Yeah. 
God. It'd be a Especially, great return. Yeah. Batman returns. Uh, speaking of Danny DeVito, um, I, I see what you did there, Jake Becker. I see what you did there. Um, it's it's is this the best DC property right now? Peacemaker of the show? Is it the best thing to exist in the DC extended universe? Yeah. That's not animated. It's not animated, but it's like, I mean, it's still technically part of the Snyderverse, right? Because that's the Suicide Squad's connected to it. Yeah, I think this qualifies. Well, because of uh, Ben Affleck. Right. Well, because Waller was in Suicide Squad, was she? And Suicide Squad is directly related to... Ben Affleck is in su- the, the original Suicide Squad. And then this is technically a sequel because Margot Robbie and Amanda yeah. Waller carry over and Captain Boomerang. And Boomerang, yeah. And Rick, right? right? Rick Flag, Flag. Yeah. Peacemaker. What a fucking joke. Now, yeah, but it could be a multiversal thing, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. I just don't want it to be marred by Snyder's name. No, I think it will be. I think this is the kind of shit that can save it. I think between the Snyder cut, other than Wonder Woman 88 or what, 84, I think everything since the Snyder cut's been a step forward. What's been since there, though? Because Aquaman was before Snyder cut. Suicide Squad. Aquaman was good. I guess. Oh, yeah. I, I guess Birds of Prey was before, too. Well, everything but Wonder I, Woman 84 has been good. I didn't think Birds of Prey was that great. I didn't think it was great either, but it was fine and doesn't step on anything that they have to like dance around in the universe. I liked it as a live action version of the Harley Quinn uh, TV show, minus all the characters that you love, like <laughs> yeah. Shark and Poison Ivy and Clayface. I am an actor! And well, Mr. What's his uh, name? Psycho, Mr. S- uh, Mr. Doctor Psycho. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Harley's intelligence level. <laughs> mm, that's right. Harley's very intelligent in the show. I do Not like so Poison much. Ivy and Kite Man on that show. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Harley's supposed to be a medical doctor or something when you watch the cartoon. Yeah, mm. I um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Do you think that we'll see any more crossover from the Suicide Squad characters? Into the Peacemaker show. Yeah. Like, I mean, the remaining alive ones. So Harley Quinn, King Shark, uh, Ratcatcher 2, Bloodsport. Do you think those guys will show up? Um, Who would be the cheapest? I do think so. I mean, who's already on contract? Uh, Fair. Uh, But I doubt it'll happen in any big way until season two. I'm sure it's the kind of thing they wanted to wait and see what reception was like, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I bet Margot Robbie would do it. She likes playing Harley Quinn. Yeah. And it'd be a good way to salvage that character and maybe write her a little bit more intelligent and use her more the way they do in the cartoon mm-hmm. instead of just making her like a carefree psycho. I think Blood's sport, Idris Elba, would be the hardest person to get. Yeah, that guy's about to have a really busy life. They, the Broccoli's admitted to having meetings with him about James Bond. Yeah, so I, really? think that, I think that all but he's playing James Bond. I like it. But they if haven't not, fully committed to it. Well yeah. well, yeah, four years ago, they said they would never let a black man play that role. So right. they might have met with him to apologize and offer him a villain role. We don't know. I don't, I don't I think he'd be fine as the role. I, I just seems like people just aren't ready for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we if we know one thing about comic book movie fans in general and Star Wars fans is that they're very willing to be adaptable to change. Yeah. Especially if it's race or gender related. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Then they're all on board. 
They're all on board. They're very inclusive. They're very empathetic bunch. Yeah, uh, Stan, Stanley would be proud, not rolling uh, in his grave. I mean, is he in his grave? We don't know. Maybe someone fucking, maybe his old nurse who was stealing his blood finally fucking dug <laughs> him up. <laughs> Just puppet mastering him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. I never really accept, expected to like, uh, like, this is what I want. My DC, my fandom of DC properties to be. I want to be fucking excited about them. And I always am, but then I fucking get disappointed. But Peacemaker is the one thing that not only lived up to, but exceeded my expectations of them. Yeah. This is as big of a leap in their quality as like the first Iron Man was of the Marvel movies. Right. Where it went from being like a good Spider Man movie that was fun to watch and some X Men movies that were, had good moments. And, right. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there was one where you were like, that's a good fucking film. Like, I think a film class could watch that and argue its goodness. That was good. Right. Kevin Feige was able to build it in a cave with a box of scrap. Well, that first one was independent. Was Fe- well, I don't think Iron Feige Man? was there. Yeah. No, he was there. He was there in the Iron beginning. Man? Yeah. He was even like a... a well, did he work consulting? for Stan Lee? Yeah, he was like a consulting producer on even like some of the earlier Spider-Man movies and Blade movies. Huh, nice. Yeah. So he was just waiting in the shadows being like, you know what? I could do this a lot fucking better. That's crazy. I'm going to pull it up right now. We no, watched, I was just looking at it. I wanted to see what his position was back then. We Probably doggy uh, style. Ant-Man <laughs> last night. We finished it as a family. Oh, yeah? Yeah, bringing phase two to an end. How'd it go? How's your rewatch going? I find it quite enjoyable, to be honest with you. This is the first time I've done it. I mean, Excellent. Go, go figure. Yeah, I'm really digging it. And we've skipped a few movies, as I've said. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at now starting third phase. Um, but here's here's some questions I have for the group. Should I include, and it's a two-parter possibly, should I include the Spider-Man movies like Homecoming? And yes. If I do, should I and do I need to show them the old Spider-Mans? Uh, I mean, I, what do you think, Mitch? If this was last month before No Way Home came out, yeah, I would say no. Fuck no. Don't show them those movies. They're good for re, you know retroactive good real reasons, and they were like the definitive Spider-Man movies. Uh, the Toby Maguire ones, anyway. But now I think you kind of have to to give him context of why him meeting those other versions of him are important. Now, I have no problem watching those movies, but do I need to do it with a sense of urgency as I do an MCU watch to get my daughters and my wife caught up with who all the characters are up until the present day? The, the main characters. I hear yes. Mitch's point and I agree with it, but I also disagree with it. Because in the cartoon, the first time they did it, or in Into the Spider-Verse, you don't give a shit that you don't know any of these people. It just yeah. works. And it would just work, too, if you didn't have all the backstory. The kids are just going to miss out on a couple of moments where we all teared up and they won't have a reason to tear up. All right. But I don't, think, I don't think it's as, I don't think it's super necessary to the plot line of what's happening in the universe. I, I wonder, I wonder what their enjoyment level is going to be if we watch it without the Garfield and Tobey Maguire movies and then go back and watch those movies. Did they like Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, they did. But I don't... Yeah. This was a while ago, and I don't know if they really remember. They don't explain shit in that movie. Yeah. Um, You're right. You're right. I don't know. It's funny because I was talking with Jeff about that the other day. 
Well, I guess it was earlier today. He was asking if, since now it's basically canon, do you sh- like include the Spider-Man movies in a rewatch of such of sorts? And if so, where do you fucking put them? Because if you're going by the year it's supposed to be, and you're doing it chronological, then all three of the fucking Spider-Man movies, the Tobey Maguire's, would go right after Captain Marvel. Well, Captain Marvel is in 1995, and those movies are from 2002 to 2006 or 7. Mm-hmm. Do they say what year they are in the movies and shit? Not explicitly, I don't think. We don't know when they got what technology in alternate universes. This all gets very complicated because of alternate universes. Right, right. Because this is how they've like tried to explain Batman Beyond in the New 52. Mm. Well, I will say, going back to Ant-Man, that it became a not, not a, the favorite in my house, but a favorite for sure. Yeah, it's a heist movie, man. I love it. I think it's, it's great. It rocks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot Plus of fun. The supporting cast, great too. All right, so my cousin, <laughs> my cousin said he knows this really hot girl, and she like goes out and think, and she knows this really super flat. And it's like, yeah, yeah. just he, him telling those fucking stories is solid. great. And the and the editing where they show the people uh, in talking, and it's his voice, but they're they're, yeah. they're mouthing the same things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I got a hoot. I, I, it's a hoot. I love it. But now I'm looking forward to watching Civil War. That's the next movie. Yeah, you built your family up, and now you're taking them down. I know. They, yeah. have, to, they have to pick a side. I'm going to make them pick side. And the, you're going to mm-hmm. stop in the like 15 minutes in and be like, "Whose side are you on?" I you might. have to choose. I might. Yeah. Only only cowards stand on the sidelines. Choose. <laughs> yes. So yes. I'm, I'm sure Tell we've, us, we've talked about. Are it. they are they in favor of the Sokovia Accords? Right. So what sides are we picking? What side are you picking? We did this before. I don't remember how it paired. Obviously, it all worked out. Yeah. Fair enough. Is Tony against the Accords? He's. Oh, he's for him. All for him, and the harsh restrictions as a result of. Them. I think okay. as I think uh, as a person, I kind of more agree with Captain America's take on it. Like you know, superheroes don't they can act with autonomy, but if they would have all signed the fucking accords, they wouldn't have been like from a storyline standpoint. They would have all been together when Thanos came. Right. So with 2020 hindsight. Of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, I, I think uh, I think it would depend on what kind of superhero you were. That's true. Because if you're like, like Daredevil. Yeah. Like what's Daredevil's blind ass going to do? Go into space and fight aliens all on his own? You'll have to be part of a team that would be a bunch of people that are regulated. But yeah, I think if you have like fighter jets that can outperform any military jet in the planet and shit in your arsenal, you should probably have to have a license. Is that why Tony went for him? Because he basically wears a tank, a tank suit? Yeah, I think he realized their argument of like, yeah, I guess I am flying around in a death machine and have created things that are bad. Yeah, but he gets that real- realization every fucking movie. At some point, it's got to stick, you know? Oh, he, I mean, it does stick with him. It's just that he keeps changing what he wants out of that from the argument he wants ultron to protect everyone he wants the Scovia accord so that they're regulated he wants 
He wants, he wants different things. No, he wants absolution. He wants shawarma because he's never tried it before and thinks it sounds good. And it fucking is. He it wants, rocks. He wants absolution for what he has done. And he worries, you know, like he wants to be remembered as a certain way. And he keeps fucking up and then getting all righteous about having to fix it. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but, it, but his goals don't seem like he's just trying to it also seems like he's actively trying to keep anybody from making the mistakes that his family's made for generations. It's like prevent the whole thing. Like when he wants the Sokovia Accords, it's like none of you guys want all this shit on your hands. Like I have that stuff on my hands now because of these realizations I've had. And it's not, I don't think he's motivated where he's like, I don't want other people to make money on the thing I want to make money on. Yeah. Or, or I made a bunch of money on this thing and now it's dirty. I think it's more like, yo, if we don't act right, we're going to get too big for our britches and then we'll all hate ourselves and we might end the world. I think he yeah. approaches it more like a nuclear standoff. Yeah, well, because he's a weapons guy. Yeah. I understand that. The mutual annihilation. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's mutual assured destruction. Because, like, he's he's hanging out with Thor. He's hanging out with, like, gods and Captain Captain America and people that are, like, straight up fucking problems if they wanted to be. Right. As we saw in that Party Thor episode. Yeah, dude. What Party Thor. Party Thor. Cloud just went by my house because I live on a highway. You guys. What's that? Just went by? A giant, like, interstate plow because I live on the highway. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah, that big pretty good curve at the end of the street. Mm-hmm. Jake, real quick, Kevin Feige was an associate producer on the first X Men and the first Spider Man movie, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. That is uh-huh. ah, fucking damn it! I hit back and and then he and then he pitched. I read it and then he pitched the idea that they had some remaining characters that were core Avengers that they hadn't sold to anybody and they promoted him to being the head producer at Marvel Studios in 2007. There was an idea to bring together a remarkable group of people to fight the battles that none of us could. Oh man, tearing up just thinking about it. Hey, so now wait a minute. Uh, we, We watched a trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming, the first Spider-Man with Andrew Holland. That's a Marvel Studios Tom, movie. you fucked my stone brain up. It's a Marvel Studios in association with Sony. They both did it together. But but it's never it's not listed in the MCU even now. Right, because they don't outright own it. Because Disney can't list it on the. Yeah, I guess Disney was not going to list it. Fair enough. I think oh, Disney will probably buy the streaming rights once they expire with everyone Sony's had contracts with. Hmm. Um, did you realize that he was a producer on the Andrew? He was an executive producer on the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man, the first one. He didn't give a shit about the second one. <laughs> yeah, he saw that train wreck coming. <laughs> Yeah, I, I should watch those movies. I remember Dennis Leary was in it and yes. when I remember a couple of scenes, but I don't remember seeing the whole movie. I must have. I mean, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I, I must have, but I don't recall. And Dennis Leary's just the more fun version of uh what's the old guy? J.K. Simmons? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, Captain Stacy. No, uh what are you talking Green about? Goblin. Uncle Ben? Oh, nope, Green, Green Norman Osborne? No, what's the guy's name? Dennis Leary. Oh, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. See, you messed oh, up because they have the same face. face. He, he should have been the Green Goblin. Yeah, that could have worked. He looks crazy enough. Yeah, they look the same. He's just a funnier chain-smoking version with a less yeah, intimidating I'm gonna vibe. Up. I'm going to throw some pumpkin dog bombs, and I'm going to smoke a thousand fucking cigarettes. I love that <laughs> album he had put out in the, in the 90s, was it? Or, yeah. Uh, one that's, no Cure for Cancer? Soul. 
Yeah, yeah that wanna, that's another stop. If I had a TARDIS, I'd want to go back to watch like a Catholic Easter at the O'Brien's house with him and Conan O'Brien <laughs> clowns because they're first cousins and spent every holiday together. Really? That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah they're first fucking cousins. That would have been our hoot. By marriage, right? Leary married Conan's cousin? No, I thought... Conan he, I, owned, married Leary's cousin? No, I think Con, I think Leary's parents. I think he's a step-cousin, technically. Mm-hmm. But but he was around. Conan jokes about it. That's cool. So, I, so it would have been... Because I don't think he's older than Conan by much, is he? Let's see. He's... Dennis Leary's 64. Oh. And... So, yeah, maybe, maybe he was married in by the time Conan was a teenager. But no, Conan's got to be. I guess that math would add up if Conan's in his fifties. He's a third cousin of Conan. Third O'Brien. cousin, yeah. And so Leary's sixty-four. Conan is fifty-eight. Yeah. So they were all at family things together. Yeah. Conan's made fun of him about like you'd fucking chain smoke. There's old interviews you can pull up on YouTube that are very fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited for what comes next in your Marvel watch along, Matt. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, everyone seems to be into it. We're just trying to move it along. Uh, they're they're all very excited for Black Widow, but they have some time. I don't know if they realize how much. I decided right. to add Black Panther because I probably shouldn't have taken it out. Um, I mean, yeah, it's fun. No, I still think it's... You don't need it. it. I still think it doesn't really meet the hype. I don't, but it's cool. And it shows strong women, and I don't mind pushing that right now. Oh, um, yeah, totally. For your, for your girls. Yeah. My girls. But it's um, it's good. I also, I also started personally watching and trying to get caught up on Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Book of Boba. And I have questions. He's Let's not talk a tiny tapioca it. bubble. Well... <laughs> I have a few questions. There's so much was happening. Is one of those questions, how long was he in the Sarlacc pit? No, the the tank that he goes to, that he's resting and has all his memories. The bathroom the tank. Back, what back is that? Bathroom tank. It's a it's, healing tank. Yeah, it's like the same thing that you see Luke in after he gets attacked by the Wampa. Right. But does he do this every day? He did Looks until like we it. just, oh, you're not caught up. In the, oh yeah, in the, I'm in the newest episode. Are you caught up, Mitch? Is that number four? I think so. Yeah, or five. I watched. I see now. I think this is part of why I'm kind of on the fence. Like I like the show, but I always try to watch it as soon as it comes out, and then <laughs> I fall asleep, asleep. <laughs> because it's it's one a.m. I'm in my fucking bed in the dark, and I'm fall asleep, and then I don't fall asleep for the whole thing. So I'm like, ah, God, I gotta go back watch this shit yeah there's a reason you're midnight mitch jones and not 1 a.m mitch jones exactly i yeah. will like this flower is a will to yeah um well <laughs> so in the in the newest episode he finally is healed up and if oh. you notice and if you notice in the other episodes the longer he's out of the tank in any of the days his makeup gets worse. He gets more decrepit. Oh, and like, like when I they got this thing, like at the beginning of him getting out of the tank and getting dressed by the droids, he looks pretty much rejuvenated. And then when they're done with the altercation and he's going back, he's back to like white skin and heavy I veins. I did make a mental note about that when I was watching that. That's interesting. Okay. So is this like a Lazarus pit where the effects wear off and you have to go back for another dip? Until it's done. Like he's he's so damaged by the whatever stomach acid from the Sarlacc bit that in the new episode he finishes he gets woken up and they say you're healed you're done now and he gets out and he looks one of the little droids 
And he gets out. It's not Matt Barry. You're finally done. No, if it was Matt Barry, I would have called that droid out by name. Matt Barry droid. No, it's like one of the little mechanic droids that they made look fancier for him. But then, yeah, then in that episode, he doesn't seem to deteriorate at all. So I think now he's finally healed and a bit much bigger danger because he's not going to get tired in the field. So, yeah. So, Matt, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So that was so you were wondering about the back to tank. Yeah, I, I was just curious. If he if that's just like his bed where he went to sleep every night and and why but I guess it got, I get caught up later on where he's healed up okay he's, yeah uh, it's a weird throwback right that was one question let me see there was a couple others that were dude that's like taking a waterbed to the extreme yeah right would you, yeah, would you all sleep underwater well the bed's one of those modified mall water massagers <laughs> one of those things that just whips you in the nuts when it goes over you. Yeah, I would do that if I was able to get a good air intake. Like I have uh, like phobias of that kind of stuff. And I have a hard time. I tried either snorkeling or scuba. Yeah, and, that shit uh, sucks. I just, I, I can't do it. So I, I don't. Right. It looks like he's just got one of those scuba breathers. Yeah. It's just in his mouth too. It's not in his nose. Yeah, he's exhaling like, through his nose. Didn't Luke have a full-on like fucking face mask while he was in there in the movie? Yeah, but he's a ninny bitch. Uh, but he's got the force. Yeah, but he's yeah. also got the wind. So yeah. he's he's he a needs... skywalker. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Boba Fett, Boba Fett's a bad mamma jamma. He broke out of a sarlacc pit and then fought with that tribe while he was still dying of the intestinal acids that were killing him the whole time. Shit. All that shit in the flashbacks he's doing while he's dying every episode in those ones too you notice in every episode he looks worse mm-hmm. every time they show in the flashback he looks more and more decrepit until they get to the back to tank the first time interesting yeah and in the newest one you see the story of how ming na Wei got so badass and became his number one Fennec? yeah Fennec? i don't know Fennec strand I, yeah she's man uh, she's in too many it, things i just gotta call her by her name now She's Melinda May. She's Mulan. Yeah. She's great. I so wait a minute. Does she he doesn't rescue her in the desert and that's where they meet? Like she knew him before? Uh from Mandalorian. Like how does she escape the desert? I assume it was Boba Fett. Yeah, because Din Jaren shot her ass and left her for dead. And then at yeah, the end of that episode. He, yeah, it picks up there and you see him go out. And like he sees the thing get shot out of the sky while he's riding his fucking bantha, like and then and then uh, he goes over there and like she's fucked up really bad, mm. and you see what he does to save her, and then when she wakes up, she thinks he's she's some kind of sex prisoner, and he's like, no. I have to go do one thing and then I'll take you wherever you need to go make you a prisoner. Yes. Then after they do that one thing and he gets slave one back, she's like, nah, I'm your ride or die, Pim. And he's like, yeah. And then they roll off into the sky to go fuck shit up. And then they, <laughs> pre- and then they proceed to fuck shit up. And then he calls a dawn meeting with all the other families on Tatooine and basically tells them all like, yo, I'm gonna go fuck up these fish face motherfuckers. And they're like, yo, that's dope, but we, we're not gonna back you because you might lose none of us know you. <laughs> Jake, and he, you're like our Louise right now. I want to see this recap with all of like, the, <laughs> like I want to see the, we're gonna go fuck up those fish face motherfuckers. Yeah. Fish and then, and then, yeah, so they're all like, we, we, we'd love to have you back, but we don't. Sorry. And he's like, that's cool. But all I ask then is that you promise not to have those fish face bastards back either. And everybody thinks about it real hard. And they're all like, okay, we abide. We're, we're cool with that. We won't, we won't 
fuck with the fish face dudes until yeah. you handle it. And then it kind of ends with him promising everybody like, I'm going to, I'm going to go ride on these motherfuckers and we're going to take tattooing back. Wow. Yeah. So there should be some pretty action packed episodes coming up. You know, there's yeah, also a dope they, scene with the Rangor. There was none. I saw that with the assassin where they, uh, thread, or yeah, there is a he, Rancor. Yeah. Throw him in the gets, pit. Yeah. There's that one, but there's one in the most recent episode. Oh, Jesus. Because everybody who's smart, all the Dons know that that thing's been dead since Luke was in the pit, you know? Right. And uh, they don't know that the Huts gave him a new one. Ooh. That he has, or that Danny Trejo brings him, and he's already trained to be his pet. Oh, Danny like, Trejo's in it. I haven't seen him yet. Yeah, oh, Danny. you're spoiling now, Jake. You're spoiling. No, it's all good. This is, Danny, this is great. Dan- Danny Trejo's been posting himself in like Star Wars pajamas. He's so excited. And yeah, so he's having this meeting with the Dons. And when they're all like, man, how do we even know you're serious? What stops us from killing you and taking all this right now? He's like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, the fucking Rancor <laughs> just like shakes the floor because he's having them eat on top of the grate above the Rancor. And everybody shits their pants and jumps up and is freaking out. And he just like calmly takes a turkey leg, it looks like, off the table and bends down and he's like, calm down, boy. And hands him the turkey leg. And then he's like, everybody, please sit. I'm so sorry. And they're all like, okay, we get it. You're terrifying. Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. Fucking get Steven Root back in here. Tell me that nobody respects me now, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And he was, uh, what was it? He was offended for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's what he kept saying. Yeah, it was what like that scene on- when, when uh, Scarface... Bats everybody's hell face it. The real one. What's his name? Uh Tony Montana. Capone. Oh yeah. Yeah. That scene in fucking The Untouchables when he just starts batting motherfuckers. Yeah. That yeah, that's what it felt like. It was that same kind of gangster move where he's just like, check out my rancor. <laughs> I ain't got yeah. no chill. How am I funny to you? Am I like a guy that has a lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> fall into a pit? Yeah, the rancor was basically Pesci. Like, he has nothing to be afraid of. You calling me cute? <laughs> Joe Pesci as the rancor? God. <laughs> That'd be great. What if he was making the noise the way that, like, Clooney played the cat on South Park back in the day? They should do a robot chicken Boba Fett uh, show, and they could do, like, a rancor being voiced by a Joe Pesci sound alike. Yeah. That would be awesome. We need to get Robot Chicken to come back and do that. Did they go? Did they leave? Or are they still around? No, they're no, still going. They're still oh, they need to make a... They just did a new season. Oh, my God. Nice. That would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize till recently, and it makes a bunch of sense. Sorry, Mitch. They stole the whole Toy Fair cartoons writing staff. That's where Seth and his buddy got all those writers. Oh, yeah. Seth, Seth was a guest editor on Wizard and like saw how good these guys were because they used to do robot chicken in panels with old Mego toys. Yeah. And oh, Hulk, nice. Hulk, Hulk was a full blown big R, can't say it, but you can go there to shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Thor's like a full on frat boy, party boy. Spider Man's like a weird pervert kid. <laughs> and the comic strips was hysterical. It was like one of my favorite things. Like three of the volumes have intros by Kevin Smith saying like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. But uh, I always wondered what happened to those. And what happened was that Seth just hired that entire writing staff and took them to robot chicken. So those people had been practicing doing it in a lesser form for years. Interesting. Yeah. What were you going to ask me, Mitch? I was just going to say, I, you said you had a whole list of questions. So I, I'm sorry we got off on a tangent. There. No, we're, that's, this is, we're answering them. That's, this is what, 
This is what answers do. They, they flow into development and understanding. And I think uh, my answers have been, my questions have been answered. You don't got nothing else. I don't know. What's a daimyo? I also had to look this up. Yeah, I haven't looked it up. But all right. This is the thing. I mean, I looked it up. You looked it up, Matt? No, I have not. Oh, I looked it up and it's it's a like it's a Jake. You know what it means. You tell us. (laughs) I know what it means. But why don't you say what it means so I can confirm whether you're right or wrong? It means a Don. (laughs) Yeah, like Don, you know, Donatello, Don, Don DeLuise. Well, but no, no it, it, like, it, like Don Vito, like yeah. a, a crime boss. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's the crime boss of Tatooine. No, he's the crime boss of Mos Eisley, Mos Eisley, and the surrounding territories. That's what I'm saying. In the most recent episode, he calls a meeting of the family, so all the other dinos are there. Is it Mos Eisley or Mos Espa? I get confused fuck, on fuck, that. Fuck me, I don't know. It's most. I thought Jabba was the daimyo of the Mos Eisley because he shows up at Mos Eisley spaceport, right? When yeah, the I think about to go to the Death Star. Those both might be in the same region too, as far as I fucking know. On Tatooine, they might be like Trinidad and Pueblo. Yeah, or yeah, or they're yeah. dog-legged, and he just controls both of them. I don't really know how the 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 territory is broken up. I'm sure and explained in a comic book or a cartoon that none of us have seen. But, uh, yeah. two major spaceport locations on Tatooine, Mos Eisley, and then uh, Mos Espa. Espa. So, let's see here. Uh, Mos Eisley is the one where we see, obviously, the bar in A New Hope, the cantina, and then it looks like Mos Espa is the uh, is where they had the pod race. In episode one. So it has nothing to do with most Isley except pod racing. That's all we used it for was pod racing. It's it's the other spaceport on Tatooine that we know of. And it was Isn't that where Ray's at? No, because she's on Jakku. Okay. Sorry. But it says it specifically was made to look bigger than most Isley when they made the Phantom Menace. So most Isley is more like a rinky dink fucking it's the fucking Loveland airport compared to most Espa is DIA. Yeah. Okay. But how, where are they located compared to each other? Well, I will find out. Denver Fox. and Because it could, it, Yeah, it could still be a Denver Aurora situation where he's the Dano of both or the Dino or whatever the fuck it is. The Daimyo. 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 Uh, yeah, I didn't have to look that one up because I was you, just like, this is uncreative Lucas shit where that just means Dawn. No, no, it's not. It's actually Daimyo is uh there were feudal lords in old Japan. Oh. There were leaders of powerful warrior bands controlled the provinces of Japan from the beginning of the Kamakura period in eleven eighty-five to the end of the Edo period in eighteen sixty-eight. Wow. Well the Italian the Italians stole noodles from the Chinese. Maybe they stole the word dawn from the Japanese. Yeah, Daimyo. Daimyo. Because I like has this been brought up in Star Wars before? Because they certainly say it a lot, like we're supposed to know what it fucking means. I guess you can figure it out through context, but sure. What degree? Like, is it a mayor? No, obviously it's not a mayor, but is it uh like a crime lord or is it a protector? Is it you know, whatever? I don't know. I I think it's pretty much crime lord in this, but I I agree with you, Mitch, that it's just like context we're supposed to pick up on, but I also think we're spoiled now because like early Star Wars, there was like no explanation of anything. Right. What the fuck is a Tashi station? Where are you going to pick up power converters for what? 
Yeah, there's no explanation of shit in that movie. You're just supposed to like follow along, have fun, and if you read into something, hopefully you can figure it out. According to the this map seen in Star Wars, the complete locations, ooh, the ooh, distance, ooh. yes, the distance between uh, Mos Eisley and Mos Espa is 84.6 miles. Okay, yeah, so we don't know if that's like one territory or not. That, that's pretty close, especially on speeders and shit that they're on. Right. I mean, it'll take you forever to ride a fucking Bantha that far. Yeah, but not a speeder or any other vehicle that they use. So what's up with the twin huts? Yo, they're they're weird. They come back. Like they were attached. That's what my question was going to be. Are they attached or are they just coiled around each other? Like no, they're, they're laying around each other. They're like coiled snakes. around you each can, other, yeah. They're slightly different colors, and you can see the different pieces. But it looked it's like... not like a Quato thing going on, where one of them's <laughs> growing out of the other one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, used to, I used to keep my daughter on a carrier, and I'd have her head stick out my jacket. And if she looked like she was Quato, I'd have her keep one arm out. It was awesome. <laughs> They're my hero. If you ever have a baby around, you should try it. It's fun. Next time I see my niece, we're doing it. We'll probably do it in Korea and I'll look like a crazy person. Oh, yes. I can't wait to go to Korea. Korea. When are you going to Korea? Well, I mean, I'm trying to wait until this pandemic's over, but they're going to live there for three years. The baby was just born. So it'll be small enough for me to quad away for a while. Go in a year, year and a half. Yeah, I'm waiting for this to calm down. And it's going to be a shitload of money. So Yeah. Wow. I want to go to Korea. I want to see all kinds of Korean stuff and eat Korean food. I want to eat Korean food. I'm probably going to be on an American base for a lot of it because it's going to be mostly to see my niece. Mm, but I um I had a chance to go do a show on a base in South Korea several years ago, but I couldn't go because I didn't have a passport. Oh my goodness! So I finally got my passport and I applied for it in February of 2020, and then something happened in March 2020, like the couple of days after I got my passport back in the mail. Did you get a denial letter or something? What, what could have happened? No, the whole, the whole world went to hell. <laughs> oh, Mike got me. That was some quality dad joke shit right there, dude. When, when I, fell right for that, I fell right for that trap. What could have happened? I'm trying to... My search fucking history is going to be all fucked up. So I'm, gonna, I'm asking if the two huts are conjoined twins. Oh, was it? What is the internet saying? I don't That's know. That's a weird thing to ask about Mongolians. <laughs> <laughs> Book of Boba Fett twins conjoined? Question mark. Oh, What's up, guys? I had a, I had a question earlier about when you you brought up about the Eternals, and we were talking about if James Gunn had done the Eternals, and it made me think about the Ang Lee Hulk movie. Yeah, it should have been a lot better. Well. I want to I, I want to say something positive about it. Thing that I really liked about the Ang Lee Hulk movies movie, excuse me, was some some of the paneling that they showed, like storybook paneling, yeah. comics. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a really nice artistic touch, and it was a very artistic movie. Yeah, which, the fight scenes were dope. Yeah, it, it, and then it made me think about the person who did the Eternals was kind of. Comparing it to James Gunn would be more like the the Ang Lee way of interpreting a, a comic story. A, a comic. Oh yeah, yeah. Who was it? Chloe Zhao that did that movie. Yes. Yeah, 
And I think, but a lot like the Ang Lee movie, we had a really good director do a movie where they really tried to give a fuck about a bunch of characters they learned about in their thirties. Yeah. Uh, you know I, what I mean? Like, I don't, they were both, I, I like they were both, I, I did too. And I like that Ang Lee Hulk movie, but I think they're both movies that were made by people that were definitely not lifelong fans of a franchise. Absolutely. And had little to no information already right. built into their head that they didn't absorb while they were planning it. Right, right, right. It, no, that's in, fair. In, invest in the universe and it comes out just not quite in tone with everything else because it's done by an artist who isn't connected to the the main heartbeat like you can tell the russo brothers they read comics yeah you you can tell most of the directors john favreau definitely yeah like all those guys yeah yeah they're Uh, a bunch of dorcases but yeah, well, I, I liked Eternals, and I did like that Hulk movie. Like, I give it, I give it more more love than most people because Ang Lee like or the Louis Leterrier one that's part of the cinematic universe. The the Ang Lee. Okay, gotcha. uh, yeah, I don't love it. I'm not saying it's the best movie. I'm saying like I I like it for what it what it was, and it was I, a good artistic impression. I like all the early X Men movies. I can just also acknowledge they're not good movies. Fair. Yeah. But those were also ones where it was like, this is done by a guy who maybe saw the X-Men animated series once or twice and then got a writing gig right. and a directing gig for something he didn't really give a fuck about. Or, uh, man. We're going to act like I don't have the Ang Lee Hulk movie Hell on yeah, dude. DVD. The two-disc special edition, fellas. Count them. One, uh, two. Two discs. <laughs> Snyder. Like, Snyder seems like he watched 89 Batman and maybe read The Dark Knight Returns back when it was out. And that's, like, his whole Batman. That was all he had. Like, yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't absorb any of the animated series or anything other than just 89 Batman from... Yeah, that was his it. Li- yeah, his life was too busy when the Batman resurgence happened and he probably wasn't paying attention like we all were. Yeah. But so, fair. like... His vision of it's just not as informed over time as good Man, nerd shit. I know countless nerds who would flame your ass endlessly if they heard you say that Zack Snyder <laughs> doesn't know about most comic book things. Well, I don't know. I just don't think he was like a big Batman guy. He seems like a dude who read like a couple of comic books here and there when he was a kid, when he got one of the grocery store or something okay. and then and then got into his late teens early 20s when all this shit got hot and read watchmen and read the dark knight returns and read these great fucking monoliths of graphic novel history yeah. it all happened around the same time and formed his whole opinion about what it was and then became successful in his career and didn't pursue reading it at a rate which like me you a lot of guys with a uh, free time and not millions of dollars <laughs> still, <laughs> still read comic books so I, I just don't think he was ever the kind of comic book nerd growing up that like inhaled all of it it's clear in his work he's not he's very attached to one era and one very specific moment in comic books and that's what informs like all of his comic book work i see what you're saying yeah see. He, he's into that gray scale and releasing it black and white and doing this heavy version of it where people are paying the fucking price what did you and, like, think of Watchmen? You know, I like it. I get that he was like a novice director and didn't know what to do with a woman in the story. And like, it, there's problems with it. And it's not as good as the book. But I think it's really, I think if the book didn't exist, people would think it was a lot better. That's, I don't that's think, a fair assessment. I don't think it's bad. I think, I think it's... I liked it. I thought it was quite good. And I liked yeah. the ending 
more in the movie possibly than in the comic i think that's fair i also i didn't like i didn't like the amount of time that there was big blue schlong in front of the camera yeah less long yeah. time would have been better for me but i did enjoy the movie very much yeah schlong but time live again yeah it's long it's schlong time it's like kind of <laughs> hanging on the certain heavy moments too long because i think he liked the idea of like it's dark like like when the dark knight returned like, I yeah. think that's maybe uh, it, yeah. it was way too long. And I'm glad he had it because it was necessary to show the lack of humanity in Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, I just I just felt like it could have it could have moved on a lot sooner. Yeah, but they had show. to have a full sex scene in the owl ship. And then when they climax, they shoot the flamethrower. That was important. <laughs> yeah, that's it's excessive. But I think the world's better service by hiring James Gunn, who are at their core a nerd, instead of again, man, like or Tyka. I'm sorry, her 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 name's escaping me, but the lady who did the latest Wonder Woman movie where she had full control. Patty stuff. Jenkins. Patty Jenkins also doesn't strike me as a giant fucking comic book nerd. That's fair. I think yeah. she said that she was more Star Wars because she's gonna direct that Rogue Squadron movie. Ooh. I mean, I'd really be interested if that's still going to work out the same way for her because yeah. Wonder Woman 84 was a fucking goddamn critical. I don't think that was her wow. fault entirely. Like I've read interviews with her and I've seen other other things being said about how DC, like she went with ideas and they're like, oh, that's great, but we're going to do this. Yeah, but did they make her do the monkey paw? I think that was her. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, wrote it. I was probably Pedro Pascal. He was like, fuck, I don't want to be away from the set of The Mandalorian. I'm going to fucking... Thank sabotage you. this movie <laughs> his role was lame i or i, I don't know he had a weird build-up i didn't i didn't care for it no it's bad it's not I, a good uh, movie. i've been digging into this thing about the twins on the book of boba fett yeah, yeah. uh this answer comes <laughs> from reddit it's the front page of the internet fellas um, it says are the twins can join i have no hard evidence for this except for they always appear in the same position relative to one another and you only ever see one tail it's probably not the case but has anyone else had this thought and the best and first response i've seen is you can see both tails in this picture like jake was saying he wraps his tail behind her and she wraps hers in front of him and it also adds i think they are just meant to be kind of incestuously creepy that's what i gather well yeah. i i think that and they're so massive that for them to travel they gotta be comfortable touching each other i think it's like putting nathan and sam next to each other on a plane like they don't want to cuddle <laughs> but shit, shit, shit's about to happen because they only make the plane seats so like if you're two huts that have grown up your whole life using spaceships and fucking what is it called a kitty mm. what the, oh you mean the sail barge yeah the thing they're getting carried around on oh i don't know you like mean when all those poor unfortunate dudes have to strong man like it's the fucking Egypt? yeah i thought those i thought those were called kitties a but litter. anyway it's a litter a litter thank you i knew it was a cat thing I appreciate you. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So on the litter, they're getting carried. But I imagine, you know, folks that size got to be comfortable being like, I'll, I'll be your prop to sit up on if you be mine. And just rapping like they do. I don't necessarily mean it means they fuck each other. Well, but the, oh, do you think they yeah, do? Yeah. I mean, I mean they, in they my fan fiction, fiction, they do. Yeah. Maybe they're, maybe the, the huts are incestuous and inbred. They got I a mean, Luke and Leia thing going on. 
I mean, maybe, but they're not even being like, even like very touchy with each other. Like they're keeping their arms separated. They don't yeah. like look at each other. But There's like no inclination. down below with their tail. And their tails are like damn near stationary. They're just taking up the whole litter. That's what I'm getting at is they're so big. I don't know. Yeah, Again, it a little bit. It's, it, it's a Nathan and Sam in two seats next to each other situation are they cuddling or are they making the best of what's happening <laughs> i think it's the best of what's happening situation yeah i hear how was that you guys recorded the other night after i got to see mitch i got to see sam and and nate and uh Peicher. and i gotta tell you I, and i said this to i said this to lund i thought that was the funniest i've seen them in years yeah they rock and I always because saw they had that Neo and Trinity thing going where they were super powerful because they were close to each other. Maybe. Yeah, we've been having fun at the house. We, we uh, I mean, we had a really fun week. I was tired after everybody left town, like the, a festival had happened. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. been there since Thursday. Yeah. That's cool. Peicher, and Peicher came down like Tuesday. Right. Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, we were having a blast, man. You're a rock star. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, we yeah they did their show. We got over at like nine thirty, and then we came back to my place with Ripple and his and his gal. And I don't know if I should out her name because we we out Ripple on the podcast, but I don't know if we've ever outed Dox's lady. Yeah, she's awesome. She's such a cool person. And fun to hang out with. They both are. They're great people. Yeah, they were fun. I had a good time talking with them briefly. Dude, Ripple's got the coolest chops I've ever seen in my life. But uh, yeah, they all came back. Carlos came back. Me, Nathan, and Sam. And we recorded a, a podcast with the whole group. Uh, and Sam was fucking tossed. Ah, uh, man. I tell you what, I wanted to be there, but yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I, had, I had some stuff yeah, on my hands. Yeah, you were entertaining, but yeah, it was a it was a good recording, yeah. and uh, it went really well. Everybody had a good time. Everybody was really fucked up, except me and Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doing an episode it, of Chubby Behemoth at the house. Yeah, it was it was it was nice to record a couple like all together. Yeah, yeah, that made that made times fun. Yeah. They're a riot. I watch I watch them. Just try to make each other laugh. Sam puppet mastered my ass really hard on Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, yeah. Saturday during the football games. He tricked me into trying on pants for him and then put me on on video. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I came out of my room. I didn't. I wasn't excited to try on the pants. Then he tried to tell the story on the podcast, and I was like, "Check out these cool pants." I was like, "These are pants you should get because they stay up when you sit down if you got you know weird butt." Ah. They're fishback trousers. Fishback trousers. That's a great yeah. band. <laughs> great band name. Speaking of fishback trousers, Mitch, yeah. are you caught up on gemstones? I am. I didn't know Dude. if we were going to talk about it or if we have time to talk about it. I don't know where we're at. I don't know. We're, I don't, we're, I don't know. We're at that point, but you want me to end with it? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. dude, baby Billy. Baby Billy, skipping town. Can I ask you a question? So that, that was episode four, right? Because the first one... was No, one. that was episode three. No, it had to be four. Because the first day, they came out with two episodes, but it was an hour and a half. They didn't do the thing they usually do where two episodes add up to an hour. That's the one premiere. They did an hour-long premiere and then a half-an-hour episode. And then there was okay. another week. Because that one end, those two episodes end with the fucking craziness. Yes, they, okay. So the first one ends with the fucking... Uh, the first one ends with the, the corpse that's all ch- charred and up in the tree. And then the second one ends with, I don't remember. The second one ends with that. Oh, the second one ends with that? Yeah, and that's then the, the, end the third of the one. Episode. Is the third one the manscaping one? Yes. 
And now there's the fourth one. And that was the most recent one. I believe so. Might have been Holy five. I got to open no, it It's really fucking crazy, man. I, uh, John, I'm so much, I'm so glad they're utilizing John Goodman much more this season. Dude, he is a riot. And not to like distract too much because I know we're getting towards the end, but I've also been watching the Fabulous Freak Brothers mm, on, yeah. on Tubi, the Adam Devine's new show that he produces with Blake right. from Workaholics, and it's Pete Davidson and John Goodman. John John Goodman's playing this crazy hippie man and does this crazy wild <laughs> voice the whole time. And it's so funny to go from like watching an episode of fucking Gemstones and hearing him be like, God damn it, boys. And then immediately go over to him and be like, hey, man, you gonna eat that sandwich? Because it's identifiably John Goodman, <laughs> but it's such a wildly different version of John Goodman that you're hearing. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's episode four we're on. Okay, so can I ask this real quick? Yeah. Is the kid that Baby Billy abandons at the beginning implied to be fucking Keith? No, the kid that Baby Billy abandons at the beginning is implied to be that spy that's at the family baptism that's got the long hair. Oh. They they keep kind of showing in shots, and then you don't know why, and nothing happens with it. And he's just like, whoa. And he's got the long, nice hair. Like, he's had been taken care of, because I think John Goodman's characters had to pay for everything for him his whole life. Because Baby Billy ran out on him? Yeah, while they were Christmas shopping. Oh my god, Baby Billy, you're a piece of shit. And then Baby Billy was off again. Yeah, man, he left what's her name, Aunt Tiffany? God, that dumb bitch. Yeah. So, so I have some theories, but I don't know if if it's going to come true. Let's hear it. I, okay, so my theory is that the... So Jason Schwartzman, I don't know, Matt, I don't know if you're planning to watch this show, but there's pretty spoiler <sighs> this theory. So Jason Schwartzman, he's digging up dirt on all the evangelicals, is mysteriously whacked in the Labanza. He's taken out, and then these people at the end of this episode pull up and try to kill eli gemstone because i mean they, they they're shooting at jesse and his wife but but they assume they, yeah because they uh because they took his fucking bus away from the baptism that was a hilarious scene of like a super sweet 16 but like a baptism for an adult man oh god and his romper and the family yeah it was really sister who's his real wife like, oh really yeah that's his real wife I didn't know that. His sister yeah. looked, I was like, is that Timmy Lasley? <laughs> it looks just <laughs> like her. Uh, no, it's some, uh, you know, actress who's been hustling her whole career and she's had a couple of decent roles, I think, but this is like one of her bigger ones and she gets to play her husband's sister. Good honor. Yeah. Good honor. Yeah, um, so so it's e- easy for her to look upset when he's fucking kissing her and shit. <laughs> So do you think that the people that pulled up and shot up, which is the same, it looks like they're the same method of uh, how they killed that corpse up against the car in the end of the first episode or second episode, whatever one. Do you think that the people trying to, that killed the journalist and then also trying to kill Eli Gemstone is uh, Eric Andre and his wife? I mean, or their parents. I don't know, man. There's also a body in the fucking tree at the end of that episode. Right. That wasn't just gunfire, man. Like some shit went down whenever that guy got murdered. Like whenever we get to see the reveal of what happened there, it's going to be epic fucking fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck do you get a dead body up in a tree? A bomb. You exploded up there. Yeah. So excited. Or a catapult or like one of those. Trebuchet. Yeah. 
or like you know one of those like you put a a, a rope down and a, and then like set a piece of pie or something on the rope and when someone comes up to get it it's a foot snare yep yep cartoon snare action also kelvin gemstone having to leave the baptism in the ambulance because he tried to test eli oh my god dude that shit was nuts Eli doing it. He did it. Very public, too. Very publicly. Yeah, Yeah. this show's going to get really crazy. And it's already been renewed for the third season today. Well, yeah. I mean, now, basically, Calvin's going to be against the family because... He had his thumbs broken by his own father. I don't know, man. How's that going to sit with the followers that he's just snapping his kids' thumbs? That's right. I mean, clearly, Kelvin's followers, that his muscle boys don't give a fuck. They just yeah. left him there. Yeah, but I mean, they're kind of disillusioned with him anyway, that he can't get them what he tells them. They're, right. they, you know, but like the church, how's the church going to view Eli fucking Kelvin up? Oh, yeah. It's not At the church, good. no less. Yeah, and there's that other guy who just got fucked up that way who doesn't know who attacked him. So if a detective connects the two fucking thumb snappings that happen the same fucking way when he's at the hospital, Eli's in trouble, publicly fighting people, and now Junior is against him and would love to talk to the press. Like, dude, there's so many ways for this to go sideways. And we still got to figure out how that motherfucker got murdered. In the tree. Yeah. In the tree, in the car, and in the kitchen. They went full like three different playthroughs of clue on that motherfucker <laughs> only time will tell i reckon but i'm hooked man i'm glad they got a new another season uh we're gonna ride this show out through the end of february so yeah. we got we got some episodes there peacemakers keeping us happy book of boba fett there's a special musical cue that is kind of spoiler heavy in the last episode of boba fett but we'll save that for next time because uh yeah yeah Absolutely. i think it's it's been a great discussion tonight, fellas. Yeah, yeah. I I'm enjoying my my run through of the MCU, and I feel like I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to get these things off my viewing plate so that I could get caught up on these other things. Yeah. So we're we're talking about the same things. If anybody wants to let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about, I'm sure Marcelo wants us to talk Star Trek, and there isn't, unfortunately, so we don't have to worry too much right now. <laughs> I like Star Trek. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I just happen to watch every other televised thing except it. Right. Yeah. Right. But if they wanted to tell us, how would they do that, Mitch? They could do that by sending us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Facebook page. Just type in Broadcast Geeks and look for the the Hulkula, which harkens back to our fifth episode of character created by Nate Balding, which is a vampiric, a vampired vampiric hulk and it was drawn by werewolf radar's own jordan doll you can find it there you can also find us on twitter at broadcast geeks or on instagram at broadcast underscore geeks and you can also subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and podbean and leave us some likes give us a five-star review because we don't have a patreon so we we need reviews and maybe one day i'll be able to get these episodes up so they're not coming out weeks later after the fact and keep us the spoilers lighter yeah, yeah. yeah. so we do it on fucking purpose that's what yeah. we do it. that's why yeah. we do it exactly i'm glad we were able to explain that retroactively we're like george <laughs> fucking lucas yeah making shit up as we go along and acting like it was always canon the lucas everything story. is true from a certain yeah. point of view yeah. 
But until then, uh, fellas, we'll see you guys next time. And we leave you all with our special sign-off line. Well, it's not really special because we do it all the time. But we leave you with... Excelsior!